All right, Brian, are you there? Yes, I'm here. We have two people listening, which is a little intimidating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All... Justine, what's good? How's your morning? What'd you do? Um, I went rollerblading. <laughs> How old <laughs> are you? <laughs> I am almost 30. And I um, had my first major rollerblading incident since I was eight years old. Um, and I have a banged up bloody uh, knee right now, which is pretty gnarly. Well, it I was have. literally at the end, I was coming back up our driveway and I fell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it wasn't even a cool story. Um, so yeah, I uh, I have my first rollerblading injury, but you know, rollerblading, great exercise. I'm, I'm, I'm into it right now. Oh, good. That's uh, very um, domestic and active of you. I, uh, I Brian, also had a health-related morning, too. You did? Yeah. I, I wasn't... Okay, tell me about it. Well, just, uh, just you know, something else to add to my anxiety, a uh, just a casual trip to the free clinic. So, um, you know, get tested often and trust no one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the lesson of the day. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, and something that I know you'll be supportive to my face, but um, to our mutual friends, um, I know that you'll probably... You know, maybe talk a little bit of shit, yeah. Which I definitely won't stress about. Well, that is <laughs> that's a great lead into today's conversation, today's question, which is, do my friends talk shit behind my back? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I feel like the good news is that you and I are close enough where there's nothing that we wouldn't really say to each other's face. Like I think that's the best part of certain friendships is that you can say everything to each other's face. And even last night you asked me like, can I tell you something that's TMI? And I was like, wow, I'm a little offended. You even asked me that. Like, I didn't realize (laughs) we still needed to ask each other that. That's true. It was, I think it was, uh, it's just instinctive when there's something that you, that you're insecure about, but then you remember the audience and it's like that, that kind of fades just slightly, just slightly. So when I was thinking about this question, and I think this is one that I came up with kind of in the beginning, because I find I have a lot of social anxiety, um, especially, you know, from my situation with my husband being in the military for so long, we moved all the time. And I was constantly making new friends. And while I always had my old friends like you, I just found that like every time we move somewhere, every time I met someone new, and even since we've now moved to Florida, I like leave these social events and this like maybe one comment that I made will stick in my head and I'll be like, oh my God, people probably hate me or are judging me or are thinking like whatever about me because of this one comment. Does that happen to you? Honestly, I just got goosebumps because I spent the whole weekend having those exact thoughts. Um, having oh, just come from yeah, what a good point. A, yeah, having just come from a wedding where you're interacting with a lot of people who you know I hadn't seen in a very long time, people from high school, someone that you and I both went to school with, and you know you throw alcohol in the mix mm-hmm. too. And then you're really fighting to to conjure an accurate transcript of uh, every single 
conversation that you have it's like if 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 only life was like calling where it's like you finish the conversation and then they'd show you a whole transcript of, <laughs> of everything that you just said but um but you no know, it's ex- it's extremely stressful where it to the point where sometimes it was I'll get physically a, a little bit nauseous and I, I it's not just the tequila I, I swear it's it's the nerves um this <laughs> my stomach like can churn a little bit because there's just like a lot of information process well and i think that's a great point because this past week weekend you were with people that i mean you've known i've known for a very very long time but you've you've really gone through a lot of growth in the past few years so you were kind of seeing these people almost as like a new brian right uh yeah that's true i was uh at one point you know having come out since the last time that I saw them, I was uh, subjected to a, a a whole questionnaire about the uh, logistics of homosexuality. So that was really <laughs> fun. Um, <laughs> Alcohol fueled, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, oh, believe me, you know, I, I wouldn't answer any of those questions until they, they bought me one, two, three, three more drinks. So, um, <laughs> but you know what, I, I, you know, I take it all in stride. And that's, I wonder if they woke up a little bit embarrassed about some of the questions that they that they had asked me, because again, it's like, it's the reason why you and I started this conversation, or this podcast, um, where it was just wondering if other people are freaking out about the same things that you and I freak out about all the time. Um, but I think that I think that a lot of times when we are talking about mutual friends that we have, um, maybe when it converge a little bit on gossip, I feel like hopefully it comes from a place of concern more often than not, and not from a from a malicious place. I can't speak from everyone, but I know that sometimes when I run those conversations back in my head, I know that's that was the that was the place where those conversations were coming from concern. I'm like, should I have expressed that concern aloud? I don't know, (laughs) but that's where it's coming from. It's interesting you say that because when I was thinking through this question, something that really um, stuck out to me was our generation grew up in kind of like this whole mean girls generation where it was just really cool to like talk shit on people. And that's what we saw from like elementary school to like, I would say high school. And not until we went to college did the tides really turned. And it was like, no, women should support women. Like women shouldn't talk shit behind people's back, like that kind of thing. So I feel like a little bit it's ingrained in us and we've been taught like from a young age, like, to put other people down, to gossip, to talk shit. And I I love seeing this new generation that's coming up. And even like the new shows on TV, a lot of them, I'm specifically thinking about like sex, sex education because I just watched that on Netflix. Um, but that take this idea of it's not cool to be a mean girl. I swear to god justine the the last time that you were on the phone you mentioned that somebody that we went to high school with had just gotten engaged and this memory like immediately conjured this memory of her 
um, where I swear to God, this was not like a tongue in cheek joke where she was quoting that movie that you just mentioned, Mean Girls. But I remember us being in the senior lounge. You may have actually even been in there. And this girl who she didn't really talk to very often came in and was like wearing, you know, some sort of outfit that was a little bit out of dress code. But um, this girl looked at uh, looked at this other one and goes, oh, my God, I, I really love your top. Like, that's that's such a cool, like, new thing. I've never seen you wear anything like that before. And the girl was legitimately like, oh, thanks. She walked away and the mean girl turned to me and one other person and said, that is the ugliest fucking thing. What was she thinking? I hope she gets a violation for that. And it was just awful. It was <laughs> awful. And I'll never, I'll never, ever forget it. And like I said, it was not a tongue in cheek. Oh, this is just like that scene in that movie. It was authentic, just vindictiveness. And it was, it stuck with me. That was, that was 11 years ago. So I remember it. And I, th- I feel like when this question gets posed, okay, are my friends talking shit behind my back? It's easy to to think about that kind of mean girls culture. But I think when we're talking about us being in our late, our late 20s, um, I think the more relevant question really comes, uh, comes about like by what I was talking about before, right? Where it's, did I express a little bit too much concern or was I too detailed? when I was talking to a mutual friend and it's probably maybe I'm being too optimistic here uh, mm, about our mm-hmm. generation, but it's probably not quite as catty of, of gossip as it was, you know, 10 years ago when we were in high school. Um, I know I can think of one thing. There's a, another mutual friend that, that you and I had where I uh, was not particularly thrilled with her choice of boyfriend. And I think, I love to like try to guess who you're talking about when you're vague. You like this one friend? You you know her? I don't know. Yeah. I just don't want to call people out that I'm being vindictive and catty. I even feel right now that I'm talking behind their back. It's like, yeah. It's funny because I've known who everyone that you've talked about so far, and I'm like, I wonder if they're ever going to listen to this podcast. Mm. <laughs> well, don't you take comfort in knowing that I never talk shit about you behind your back? Like, I'll just, I'll just tell you right up front, like, your pores are huge. You should do something about it. <laughs> but back to this story. The, this friend had this, this boyfriend, and I, I thought that, you know, maybe he didn't necessarily treat her super well. Maybe she could do, do better. And I remember talking to um, her best friend about her you know, do you think this is going to last? What do you think she should do here? Should I say something? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and that got, I kind of internally freaked out about having that conversation. And sure enough, it did get back to our mutual friend. And I was very much confronted and it came off like I had been talking shit when really it was, you know, just expressing a place of concern because I very, very deeply care for this person. Um, and I, I wanted what was best for her. So there's always this fine line now uh, that I, it, that's just escalated my anxiety even more, right? Well, and I think especially when you're talking about somebody's significant other, anyone immediately thinks you're talking shit. Like it's very hard to, because I've been in that situation before where, you know, I'm I'm extremely lucky. I have a wonderful husband and I've seen friends go through marriages, relationships where I'm like, oh, I just, I'm concerned. And it comes from a place where 
I love my friend so much. I, I like their significant other. They're great. But at the end of the day, like my focus is on my my friend, right? And I think if I were in that mm-hmm. situation, like I would think I would want somebody to tell me, but I've gone down that road similarly to what you were saying. And, you know, they don't want to hear it usually. And I it does generally come <laughs> no. off as as this cattiness. So something that I, uh, a saying that I kind of started to try to live my life by when I was like maybe in my mid twenties was it's not my story to tell. And I really Mm. started to, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I can like be a total bitch. Like I have no idea what (laughs) no idea. Scorpios like use their stinger. Like I like sting. Like if you Justine, stop. (laughs) No, Brian, you've never pissed me off that badly. (laughs) Oh well, knock on wood. Ask Connor, this poor, my poor, perfect husband has definitely been on the receiving side of that before. But, um, I, like, I've really started before I will say something out loud to be like, is this my story to tell? And I feel like that personally has helped me try to stop talking, quote unquote, shit, even if it is coming from like a good place. See, now that you're saying that, and I actually, I zoned out for, I usually zone out when you talk, but I zoned out for about half of that (laughs) because as you said it, I was applying it to myself and running back all of the conversations that I had this week. (laughs) Like, were there any stories I said that were not (laughs) mine to tell? Fuck. Um, And what's your answer? (laughs) Like, at least one. probably more yeah yeah we'll we'll see as the fog as the alcoholic fog lifts (laughs) it is not a foolproof system i still find myself i mean i called you last night and we talked about a mutual friend and like that probably wasn't my story to tell yeah i actually i i wasn't listening when you were talking, I guess, because I have no idea what, what person you're talking about or what story, but um, I'll take your <laughs> word for it because it sounds like, it sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like, I, we both get like extreme, obviously social anxiety about these kind of things. New friends, old friends, which is mind blowing, you know, like old friends and you still get this extreme anxiety. I mean, the you had been friends with some of those people you were with this past weekend for as long as we've been friends, 20 years. Oh, yeah. Two, two, two decades. Yeah. yeah. Um, when will we get to the point that we're like, I don't care. Like, if I leave a situation and I might have said something stupid, I might have, like, done something stupid, but, like, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to stress about it. I think it's going to take a long time. Like, long enough where, like, you know, if I'm when I'm old enough to take on rollerblading as a hobby, which for me <laughs> that would that will be decades and decades in the future. So I don't anticipate that type of anxiety going anywhere. Where I just like yeah. don't give a fuck. Like it's just not going to happen. I I want to I want to get better about it. Like I want to be able to leave a situation and be like. I don't care, which I, I would say with like my core, core, core group of like people, which spoiler alert, you're one of, 
I, I do feel like I can like say and do things that are extremely stupid, which you have most definitely bared witness to. And you might like ridicule yeah. me until our last day on earth, but I never feel like anxious about it. Right. Yeah. And that's for, that's for a close group, but I will say, Justine, I think this anxiety about this is indicative of, I think a good quality. I think it does show if you have possible regret or guilt, I mean, that's the sign of a having a conscience, right? Like I've, you know, I've been in education for eight years. I have encountered many a young adult that is Unfortunately, it seems like incapable of feeling guilt and it's always like a little bit scary. So it makes me feel better about, okay, well, maybe this is a a good sign about me and Justine as humans that we do care enough to run back these conversations and not want to have hurt anybody's feelings or, you know, perpetuated any, any bad stories about them. So again, I th- that's where I think this anxiety, it sucks to feel, like I said, sometimes literally nauseating, but I think it is indicative of a conscience of a, of a good quality. So it's interesting you say that because I was listening to um, NPR yesterday and there was this woman on and, you know, they do like those weekend segments where it's like more conversational or whatever. I, I love NPR. Um, mm-hmm. and she was like, I've learned to not give a fuck, which this was like such a relevant conversation because I knew we were talking about this today. But she was like, I've learned to not give a fuck because if you if you think that everyone is spending their time thinking about you, it actually it's like a very self-centered way of living. So like the people you saw this yeah. past weekend, like did they really spend more than five seconds thinking about a sentence that you said? Like, no, they have their own shit going on in their own lives. Like they've, they've moved on from the conversation that you had with them. And I was like, man, what an interesting like spin on it, you know, because you were saying like, well, you think it's a good quality. Is it actually a really self-centered quality that we have this anxiety about these situations? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could be. To to anyone else, I mean, this is any interaction could just be a blip on the radar and to us, it could it could stop our day or, or keep us up at night. So that's an interesting, it is a very self-centric worldview, I guess. And and if it really did touch a nerve with someone, you would think you'd, you'd probably hear about it. Um, but- I would hope, yeah, right? Hope. Like, I think if somebody said something to me that it touched a nerve, you know, we're not in high school anymore. And I don't want to go to, you know, our mutual friend and say, well, Brian said this and it pissed me off versus just coming to you and being like, why the fuck did you say that? And that what you just described, I think is the healthy approach going forward. I can't say that I think everyone takes that approach. I mean, they obviously don't because I was also, I was thinking about like, I watch so much Bravo. Like, it's probably unhealthy, the obsession I have with the Real Housewives. And they are... Bravo, horoscopes. (laughs) Basic millennial bitch. Um, Honestly, you said it. (laughs) 
they are like grown ass women in the fights in the cattiness. I'm like, I didn't have this when I was 13. Like, I just can't imagine it. So like, we sit here and we say like, there's hope. And like, maybe people aren't as shitty as you think. But like, I think there's some pretty shitty people out there still. <laughs> it's, it's true. There's, uh, you know, what, 7 billion of them? There's one or two <laughs> shitty ones. There has to be. There has no, to be. No doubt about it. So at the end of the day, we all have anxiety, both of us. I think most of the generation, maybe it's because we're an extremely self-centered generation as millennials. We kind of did grow up thinking a little bit that the world revolves around us. So maybe it is that self-centeredness that makes us have that anxiety when we leave social situations. Mm, hot take. Hot take. Hot take from Justine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we always like to end these episodes with our caption-worthy conclusions. Brian, are you excited? I am excited because, you know, I, like everyone else in our generation, can only process information in, uh, you know, caption-sized doses. So I'm, I'm excited to hear your takeaways. Because like I said, famously, I tune you out half the time too so it's true well for me i also like really gave you some shit last week about your captions so i hope that you don't hate mine as much as i hated yours <laughs> yeah i was i was surprised <laughs> at that so i yeah i can't wait to lay it back on you all right so these caption worthy conclusions are things that we would say you could post like a thirst trap right and be like I don't give a shit if people are talking behind my back or so here we go. I have six because I couldn't narrow it down because I had so many good ideas. <laughs> oh my God. So many good ideas. Okay. Ready? Number one, maybe one day I won't give a fuck. Just if only. solid to the point, <laughs> nice caption. Two out of five. Okay. What's the next one? Uh, you say talking shit. I say constructive criticism. <laughs> okay, I do. I do feel that one. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes, <laughs> living for this. Okay, next one. Thanks for throwing shade. I forgot my sunglasses. Okay, now we're getting better. Did you? Let me ask you this. Did you put these in a particular order? No, no, I didn't. I like, I did like a whole brainstorming session and I just highlighted the ones that I decided to go with. So no. Rub, rub those two brain cells together. <laughs> and you know, I had the help of Connor who is like, so, does not have any social media yet somehow like will come up with these captions. And I'm like, where did you pull that from? <laughs> yeah, full, full surprise. Okay, number four. Swerving the haters. Swerving the haters. I don't love that one. You were they were getting better. They were in ascending order, but that one, yeah. Okay. I'm not it. All right. I think you're gonna like the next one. Okay. It's a little long, but it's not too long. Okay. Real friends don't need Facebook birthday reminders and they don't talk shit. Okay, that is uh that one that one hits. It's not necessarily the funniest, like, but there's a there's a deepness in that that really really connects because it's absolutely true. 
It's definitely going to be the caption of the no next picture I post of you and me. And I'm excited. Okay. All I right. Like Last one. Humble brag. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't hate that one either. So can you run them back for me? Okay. Okay. So right. caption worthy conclusions. Are my friends talking shit behind my back? Let's hear it. This is what you're going to post your thirst trap on Instagram. Maybe one day I won't give a fuck. Number two, you say talking shit, I say constructive criticism. Number three, thanks for throwing shade, I forgot my sunglasses. Number four, swerving the hater. Number five, real friends don't need Facebook birthday reminders and they don't talk shit. And number six, humble brag, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I gotta say, I think it peaked uh, peaked in the middle here. We got a perfect kind of bell-shaped curve. I love you say talking shit. I say constructive criticism. I fucking love that. <laughs> because it's the perfect justification for everything. It's what we were talking about where it's like, oh, it was coming from a place of concern. It's like, oh, I'm sorry really to get like this shit. So I'm just trying to give you advice because I know best. It's a very, very self-centered, like you said. So I, I think that one unquestionably uh, the winner. But also, um, you could have trimmed that list. You got to learn to kill your darlings there a little bit. <laughs> I, okay, so... First things first, the winner is you say talking shit, I say constructive criticism. Number two, Brian, yeah. I'm full of good ideas and I want to share it with the people. So I'm sorry. Mm, the people. <laughs> the people. <laughs> well, I can't wait till the people speak themselves and uh, <laughs> change that little perception. But So do we want to give a little preview of what our next question is going to be? Kind of draw back in some of our listeners? Oh, we can do that. So Justine and I have been um, have been trading off who who picks the question. And so Justine, are you ready to hear what the next one is going to be? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Uh, it is is owning a house plant the closest I will ever come to owning a house. And you and I are oh. <laughs> you and I are in two very different positions on that front. So uh, I'm excited to pick your brain about it. And open up mine to you. You're not going to like what you hear, I'm sure. Oh, I can't wait. Well, tune in next week and you get to hear our thoughts on if owning a houseplant is the closest we will ever come to owning a house. Unlike your anxiety, this podcast does have an end. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends if you enjoyed today's episode, which I don't even think is a thing on call-in, but, you know, just, like, like it share it tell people about it you just gotta say just, it like, all do the yep. things this is what i hear other podcasters saying so i'm just like trying to be cool um monkey see monkey do yep you can follow us on instagram at anxious millennial bff after every episode that we publish i will post a picture of brian and i with our caption worthy conclusion for your personal enjoyment uh Will there be thirst traps? I think I'm officially too old for thirst traps, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm going to. Oh, Justine, you're still a month away from 30 here. You got time. Show off that okay. bladed body. Oh, God. Brian, <laughs> maybe you should send me a thirst trap to post. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Get a drink or two in me. But All right. Send me send me your grinder pictures and we'll get them up there. On that note, this call is <laughs> over. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.